KM Titi Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. Welcome back. A new Zman, new winter, and a new schedule. Today is Gimel Cheshvan. We're starting the first semester of the winter Zman of Tavshin Samachet. This is Ezra Beck, broadcasting from Yeshivat Haaretzion in Gush Etzion Alon Shpot in Eretz Yisrael. We're starting our new schedule. You can see the schedule on the website. I repeat the address also so that you can encourage, pass on this recording or simply tell your friends, everybody you know. Altimna Tobi Balav. If you think this is good, then you should be telling everybody about it. So the website, the address is www.kimitzion.org. That's www.kimitzion.org. And today is Monday, and on every Monday for the next 12 weeks, we will be hearing from Harav Moshe Tarragon in a series on tefillah, on prayer, the meaning of prayer. And that will be every Monday, and on each of the other days of the week we'll have another share every day, the share of the day. And so, without any further ado, Harav Moshe Tarkin. The Gemara, the Gemara in Brachos, on Daf Lamed Beis, Amud Beis, enumerates four religious experiences which aren't simple, aren't easy. But their level of complexity and challenge requires or demands constant reinforcement. The Gemara says, Tanarabanan, Arbaat Srichim Chizuk. There are four areas of Avodah Hashem which require constant attention and vigilance. Vieluhain, Torah, Umasim Tovim, Tfila, Vidarecheretz. The study of Torah, charity, generosity, or general virtuous activity. Fourth one, Derecheretz, probably means respect for others. The third one is Tefillah. The Gemara cites a Pasuk, a well-known Pasuk, Kaveh El Hashem, Chazak V'yameitz Becha V'Kaveh El Hashem. You should seek Hashem, you should look to Him, daven to Him. Kaveh El Hashem, Chazak V'yameitz Becha, strengthen and reinvigorate your heart. V'Kaveh El Hashem. And repeat that Tefillah. Repeat the experience, perhaps not the exact same tefillah, but persist and pursue in a tenacious fashion the experience of tefillah. The Gemara, of course, is merely voicing the obvious. Perhaps more than any of the other three, tefillah is a challenge, maintaining our mental and emotional focus, appearing in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, lodging our requests, maintaining that fervent and heartfelt encounter with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is not an experience which is automatic. It's not an experience which can be put on pilot or delegated to routine. It needs constant attention, and attention both in terms of strengthening our discipline and our motivation, but also understanding the background, 
the foundation of tefillah so that our tefillahs will be lively and spirited rather than listless and routine. There's a very well-known story about the Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov. Evidently, in the first couple generations of Hasidus, there were many legitimate Hasidish Rebbeim. But then there were some Hasidish Rebbeim who were less legit. These charlatans traveling the countryside, selling talismans and other forms of charms to people. Remember, many of the original Hasidish Rebbeim were themselves healers and I won't call them magicians, but they participated in the world of the occult and mysticism. So there were some who did it in a very authentic and religious fashion, and there were some who were just trying to make a fast buck and were imposters. So the Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov turned to their Rebbe and said, how can we tell the difference between a real, genuine Hasidic Rebbe and a faker and an imposter and a fraud? So evidently the Baal Shem Tov turned to his Talmidim and he said, if any Rebbe promises you that he has a foolproof solution for kavana during davening, you should know that person's a fraud because it doesn't exist. He's promising you something that simply doesn't exist. And this story, again, merely corroborates and highlights something we all know to be true. That tefillah is not a simple religious encounter but requires constant attention, reaffirmation, and study. Hopefully, the series of shiurim will supply thoughts and ideas, mamari chazal, pathways, to help us to enable a consistent and unending enrichment of this area of our Avodah Hashem. This Gemara in Brachos, on Daf Lamed Beis, is obviously a timeless challenge. Arba Tzrichim Chizok. It was true then, just as it is today. But there are certain features of the modern world which have made Tfila even more challenging and have made this warrant or this demand to pay attention and to revitalize our Tfila even more compelling. For example, our sense of space and location has changed dramatically with transportation, with a virtual world. Space and proximity is crucial to tefillah. Standing in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, standing in the same place, as some of the shirim hopefully will illustrate. And our changed or transformed sense of place and location has delivered greater and newer challenges to tefillah. The absence of time. Tefillah is a quiet, still experience, the dialogue with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, that takes a while to fully blossom and develop. One can't expect the floodgates of emotions, of encounter with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, to be immediately open. Sometimes on Yom Kippur you feel as if it takes three or four tefillos simply to create that rapport, to create that encounter or that rendezvous. We don't have the time we used to have. Our world is much more fast-paced. We expect instant opportunity or instant meaning. And tefillah doesn't always neatly lend itself to those time expectations. Our world has become much noisier. And not just in the auditory sense, <clears throat> but in the images that we're exposed to and the amount of information that our minds are forced to process. And carving out 
an existential or emotional niche for a conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu has itself become far more complicated. So the Gemara in Brachos on Daf Lamed Beis, which was written perhaps close to 2,000 years ago, is echoing a timeless challenge. But as with every religious challenge, times change, and the challenges become updated, and we best update our response to those newly developing challenges. Of course, regarding tefillah, a well-known machlokis between the Rambam and the Ramban as to the source of tefillah. The Rambam was in many ways a maverick Rishon in this respect. Most Rishonim believed that tefillah is not a biblical mitzvah, it's only a dirabanan, as the Ramban, Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, asserted. But the Rambam claimed that the mitzvah stems from a pasuk based on a Gemarantanis. The Gemarantanis questions, how do we know that a person should daven? In the Gemara's case, specifically about a crisis, a famine, lack of rainfall. The Gemara responds, the Tanya, Tanis da Bezim and Aleph, Lihava, Sashem Lokechem, Uli Avdo, Bechol, Livavachem, Ezohi Avoda, Shihi Bolev. What does it mean to worship God in your heart? Avdo, Bechol, Livavachem. How do you serve God in your heart? Heveyom is Itfila. Avoda Shibolev, according to the Gemara, this phrase alluded to in Shema, Liavdo Bechol, Livavachem refers to tefillah, working and worshipping, laboring emotionally. <coughs> tefillah is perhaps the only mitzvah which is solely based in emotions. Theology is based in the cognitive realms of the human experience, believing and affirming certain realities. Tefillah is not a distant belief, but it's a passionate encounter with HaKadosh Baruch Absence of any emotion, tefillah collapses. So, the Gemara in Tainis seems to ascribe tefillah to a Pasuk. The Rambam reads this Gemara in Tainis literally in Paskin's Atfilah's Minatara. The majority of Rishonim reject the Rambam's position, claiming that tefillah is merely a rabbinic institution, as a Gemara in Brachos, which I will soon quote, implies. But even the Ramban, even Rabbeinu Moshe ben Nachman, who contests the Rambam's position and claims that tefillah is only midrabanan, he too agrees that there are certain moments and there are certain types of tefillah that are considered deraisa responsibilities, deraisa mandates, and hopefully we'll have a chance to elaborate some of those forms of tefillah. It's interesting to ponder, to speculate. According to the Rishonim, who claim that tefillah is not a deraisa, it's only midrabanan, is it because tefillah is less central to Avodah Hashem? Or perhaps because tefillah is so central to Avodah Hashem and to the human religious condition that it doesn't have to be commanded or legislated. Sometimes there are experiences which are so seminal to religion that they almost belie or defy simple categorization as a mitzvah or as a category. For example, there's great debate as to whether the Rambam counts the mitzvah of tshuva as a positive commandment. There's a great debate, the Minchas Chinuch, Parshas Naso, questions whether the Rambam feels there's an actual mitzvah to perform tshuva. The absence of a mitzvah to perform tshuva does not attest to its triviality. If anything, it attests to the centrality of tshuva. Tshuva is such an important implementation of our freedom of choice. 
process of tshuva is employed and activated on such a daily and minute-by-minute basis that it can't be called a mitzvah. It can't be pigeonholed or confined or delimited to a certain structure among 613. It's one, one would call maybe a meta-mitzvah. It's too foundational to be called a mitzvah. Some have raised a similar claim regarding belief in Hashem. It's a very famous position amongst the Geonim that there's no mitzvah to believe in Hashem. The Pasuk, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Asher HaTzeisicham Eretz Mitzrayim, the first Pasuk of the Aseris Adibros is not enumerating a mitzvah as much as establishing a preface or a preamble to all the mitzvahs. As the Lashon of the Medrash says, Kodein Tekablu Malchusai, V'acharkach Tekablu Gizerosai. First accept my authority, and then Hashem says, I'll enumerate or list the various mitzvahs, but until that authority is accepted, there's no point, no purpose in listing mitzvahs. So, belief in Hashem may not be considered a mitzvah, one of the 613 mitzvahs, in part because it may transcend the level of a mitzvah. One could lodge a similar claim about tefillah, according to the Ramban. Tefillah is so central to the human condition, reaching out to a higher being in times of need, reaching out to that higher being in moments of elation to praise, to thank, viewing Hashem's world and celebrating the beauty and the aesthetics, the majesty and the order, expressing that in an emotive, passionate moment of rapture, that is too central, too obvious, too basic to be pigeonholed into a mitzvah. It doesn't have to be a mitzvah. It's too natural. It's a very famous um, Rashi. In the beginning of Bava Kama, the first mission in Bava Kama lists the four types of mazik. Shor, anoxic gores, bor, pit, maveh. What is maveh? Membez ayin hei. So there's a machlokas amarayim, but according to one position in Bava Kama, maveh refers to Adam Amazik, person who damages with his physical body, with his physical force. Why does maveh refer to Adam? So the Gemara cites a pasuk, and Rashi elaborates, because the word maveh means to move your lips. Quotes a pasuk, im tebayun bayu. To speak. To speak in prayer. Adam, a person's natural experience is to talk, as Onkelos interprets the very famous pasuk, demus elokim, in Pashas Bereshis. Man alone was given the gift of cognitive speech. Onkelos interprets the word selam elokim, or demus elokim, as nefesh memalala, a soul that speaks. And a soul that speaks, if that soul is religious and is searching and is locked into a lifelong relationship with a higher being, then that speaking soul wants to speak to its creator in so many different forms, across so many different emotional landscapes. It's so natural, the desire to reach out in speech and in word to the Melech Malachim to our creator and, and our father, that it doesn't even have to be transcribed or legislated, institutionalized as a mitzvah. It's natural foundation to the human character is itself its greatest mandate. But the Rambam did believe that it was legislated based on the Pasuk in Shema Uli Avdo Bechol Levavchem. The Ramban bases himself on the following Gemara in Brachos. The Gemara in Brachos cites a machlapis. Itmar. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Chanina Amar, Tfilos, Avos, Tiknum. 
the Avos established Tfilah. Rabbi Shura ben Levi Amer, Tfilos keneged temidim, tiknum. Chachamim established Tfilos correspondent to the Karbanos. So the Gemara cites a machlokis between Rabbi Yassi ben Chanin and Rabbi Shura ben Levi as to the source, the template for Tfilos. The fact that the fathers at Avos, Avim Yitzchak, and Yaakov davened, or the template, the model was not their Tfilos, but the Karbanos and Beis HaMikdash. But either way, the Gemara employs both Rabbi Yassi ben as well as Rabbi Shura ben Levi, they each employ the phrase of Tiknum, which implies that Tfilah is a rabbinic institution, not a biblical commandment. Of course, the Rambam responds that even if Tfilah is minatara, the timing, the liturgy, the details, the specifics are clearly midrabanan. So even the Rambam, who claims that Tfilah is minatara, and the Rambam actually cites these two positions, position of Karbanos and Avos, and even according to the Rambam, there is a need for the Chachamim to shape and format the timing, the liturgy, the text, the style of Tfilos. So even though the concept of Tfilos is minatara, a person could conceivably utter or voice whatever he chooses at whatever time and in whatever context and fulfill the biblical commandment. The Rabbanan added structure and regiment to the tefillah. Interestingly enough, the Rambam cites both the precedent of Avos as well as the precedent of Kurbanos. The Rambam appears to embrace both the Biyasi B'Bchanina and of Yeshua ben Levi. In Hechaz Tfila, Parak Aleph the Rambam traces Tfila back to the Avos. Whereas in Malachim Parak Tes, Halacha Aleph, he traces Tfila back to Korbanos. Now, at a halachic level, this may entail a bit of attention, because the Gemara in Brachos on Chavah, having cited this Machlokis, delineates several potential Nafkaminos as to whether Tfilos are modeled upon Avos, or Tfilos are modeled upon Korbanos. We showed them actually add additional ones. So in theory, from a halachic standpoint, a person has to make a decision, which is the dominant influence upon Tfilos. Are Tfilos a recreation, or a eternalization of the process of Korbanos? Or, are Tfilos essentially mimicking the prayers of our Avos? However, if we see it not from a halachic standpoint, but from an existential or philosophical standpoint, clearly, these two templates do not have to be mutually exclusive. When crafting tefillah, when developing tefillah ideologically, intellectually, not halachically shaping its details, but establishing the notion of tefillah, Chachamim could clearly draw from two different sources, from two different wellsprings of tefillah, and each adds an element to tefillah which its counterpart cannot supply. Karbanos contribute two very important elements to the world of tefillah. Had tefillah been based solely upon the experience of our Avos, Avram prayed, Yitzchak Davin, Yaakov petitioned, we can as well. Then tefillah may have seemed to us a bit elitist, a bit formidable, a bit elusive. 
The fact that these great heroes who discovered God in a vacuum, it's easy, or relatively easier to discover God post-Tarsinai, post-legislation, post-revelation. These three heroic personalities climbed their way towards an awareness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu through nature, through morality. They sensed that there was some order to this chaos. They duplicated God's moral experience in their own lifestyles. These are truly unique people. Chazal referred to the Avos as Maase Merkava. And we show them take different stances as to what Maase Merkava means. Some take a more figurative stance. Maase Avosim and Labanim means that they lived lifestyles which foretold or, so to speak, forecast future events for the Jewish people. Maisavos Simon Labanim. Rashi's interpretation more or less follows this view, but the Ramban establishes them as almost mystical, supernatural beings who are part of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Merkava. Very famous Medrash that the name of Yaakov is inscribed on a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Kisiyakava, Kiyad al So the fact that the Avos davened may not provide sufficient license for every man to daven. Their precedent may have been a bit intimidating to every man, to the common man. The fact that the korbanos were modeled on, the fact that, excuse me, tfilos are modeled on korbanos as well, democratizes, universalizes tfilos. Carbon by its nature is a universal is a democratic, is an equalizing experience. The heart and soul of the world of Karbanos is a world of Chatas, the Karban Chatas, which a sinner offers in his moment of failure and disgrace, shame and frustration. Tvila is an experience like Karbanos during moments of vulnerability. Parshas Vayikra begins to detail the Karbanos and it begins with a very interesting noun. God calls to Moshe from the Olmoid. Adam! Ki yakirv mikem, karbon l'ashem. Instead of employing the more parochial term, ish, Torah employs a more universal term, Adam. The universality of Adam, as opposed to ish, can be sensed along two parallel fronts. On the one hand, refers to every man, not just the nobleman, not just the royal politician, leader, but every man is welcome into Beis HaMikdash. It democratizes across social, political, and economic lines of demarcation. Very interesting medrash highlights the democratizing nature of tefillah. The medrash... In Shmos Rabbah, Parsha Chafalef, Amir Rabbi Huda Bar Shalom, Meshem Rabbi Lazar, Basar Vadam, human beings, they discriminate and differentiate between rich and poor. God is not discriminating. Rich and poor are equivalent. Now, of course, God doesn't discriminate between rich and poor in any area of Avodah Hashem. But the one area that the Medrash selects to highlight God's equal treatment is tefillah. 
Hakol Shavin Lefanov. Nashim. Women. Avadim. Aniim. Poor people. Ashirim. Rich people. Teidalacha. Where do we witness God embracing a full society of individuals as equal? Because when Moshe Davins, the Lashon in Tehillim, Parakzadik is Tfilah, Limosha, Yishuelokim. Moshe is certainly one of the towering figures of Jewish history. But yet, when the Torah describes, or when the Tanakh describes the Tfilah of a poor person, it employs the very same language. Uvanixiv, Tfilah, Liani, Kiyatov, Vilafne Hashem, Yishbach, Sichal. Tfilah, Lemoshe, parallels. Tefillah Lani in Tehillim Kuf Beis Zut Tefillah the Zut Tefillah the Medrash continues Lo Diacha Shachol Shavin B'Tefillah Lifnei Hamakom When it comes to davening, each person's prayer is accepted, is regarded equivalently. In fact, the Medrash continues in a bit of a hyperbole. Doesn't merely establish equity. Teidalacha Kishiatzi Sam Mitzrayim. Looking at that first fateful moment of prayer on the Amsaf, that's really the first moment that Am Yisrael davened as a nation. When Pyro was chasing them on the Amsaf, the very famous Psukim in Shir Hashirim, Yonasi, Bechagve Hasela, Besesah Madriga, my bird, a reference to Am Yisrael, was caught in the nooks and crannies of the rock, being chased by the Egyptians on one side and being fenced in by the sea on the other side, and Hashem wanted them to daven, Harini es marayich, Hashmini es kolech, Baruch Hu desired some sort of voice in response. So Moshe begins to daven, Afu mispalof ne'amakom, Moshe davens as well, for Am Yisrael's release, Amol HaKadosh Baruch Hu le'Moshe, ma'ata omedo mispalel, kvar hispalel b'ni v'shamati tfilasan. Am Yisrael already davened, and I listened to their tefillah, there's no need, no purpose for your aristocratic tefillah. I've heard my dove daven, Hashmini es kolech, harini es marayich. Why are you crying? Matitz akelai, as the Pasuk in B'Shalach describes, daber al b'nei Yisrael v'yisau. I've already accepted their tefillah, and in many ways their tefillah, their collective common tefillah, is more precious to me <coughs> than a elitist tefillah. So, this democratizing influence on tefillah stems from korbanos, because it is the democracy of korbanos that is established in the very beginning of Ayikra by that word Adam. But the word Adam doesn't merely democratize tefillah across socio-political and economic lines, but also stretches tefillah beyond parochial national confines. Adam doesn't just refer to rich or poor, politically influential or politically trivial, but Adam is a universal word referring to Jew and non-Jew. And tefillah is clearly an experience which both Jew and non-Jew share. Different patterns, different expectations, but tefillah is not a uniquely Jewish experience. In Yeshaya, Perak Nun Vav, very famous pasuk, a very famous prophecy. Ki basi, Hashem promises, based tefillah, ye kare The base hamikdash will ultimately entail a house of prayer for all nations, lechol Or, more directly, when Shlomo Melech inaugurates or inducts 
the Beis Hamikdash in Melachim Aleph Parachas. So he offers a very extensive Tfilat Hashem as to how this Beis Hamikdash will serve as a conduit of davening, not just of korbanos. And in Parachas Pasuk Mem Aleph, Shlomo requests Vigam El Hanachri Asher Lome Amcha Yisraelhu. People who will come to this house from far and wide, even if they're not part of the Jewish historical experience. They will hear your great hand and your, your marvelous activities. They themselves will pray. You will respond to the prayers of Jew and non-Jew. So, had the Avos served as the sole example for tefillah, it would have been a little intimidating for us to actually get up the nerve to stand in front of the Malach Machayim with our impure tongues and our minds flooded with deceit and with betrayal, asking in some egotistical fashion for our own needs, especially in moments of personal religious failure and crisis. But modeling tefillahs upon korbanos threads our tefillah with that democratic element. Everyone prays at every stage of the human condition, and perhaps the more desperate the stage, the more fervent and the more successful the tefillah. There's a second contribution or element of tefillah, which is supplied by korbanos. It's clear that tefillah predated Chorb Mesamikdash. Clear from the Pasik in Malachim I read. Clear from the fact that Yavos Davind. But it's also clear that with the advent of Chorm Mesa Mikdash, the world of Tefillah was dramatically altered. Unishalma Parim Svatenu. Tefillah became a replacement for Kurbanos and in that moment was largely expanded and inflated. It probably has a greater function in today's world than it did in the days of Kurbanus, where it probably served as an accessory or as an ancillary complement to Kurbanus. Yet after Beis HaMikdash, Tefillah becomes a mainstay of Jewish experience. Not only a mainstay, but Tefillah is dominated by the theme of Geula. Obviously, we pray for so many aspects of our world and our life, but it's almost as if tefillah is oriented to achieving Geula. In some tefillahs, it's more explicit. Some tefillahs are entirely, they're not official tefillahs, but some experiences of tefillah, be it tikkun chatzos, be it slichos, which are laced with Davening, not ironically, not so much for Slichel Mechila, but for Gulas Yisrael. Tefillah becomes almost a melancholy form of Avelus and a hopeful, optimistic view of Isachazena Inenu, Beshuvacha Letzion Berachamim. Modeling Tefillah on Karbanos reminds us that Tefillahs are a substitute, in many ways a poor substitute for Karbanos. We dream and we hope that one day our tefillos will be not replaced by korbanos, but will be complemented by korbanos in the manner of their original dynamic, of their original distillation. 
There are two brachas in Shemona Esrei that seem very similar. One bracha is Shema Koleinu, Hashem Elokeinu, Chus V'rachem Oleinu, V'kabel B'rachamim U'v'ratzon Es Tfilaseinu. Baruch Atah Hashem Shomei HaTfilah. The next bracha is Ritzei. Ritzei Hashem Elokeinu V'yamcho Yisrael V'tfilasam. They seem to be redundant. They seem to be repetitious. So the Rav Zatzal explained that the first bracha is simply a request to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to accept our tefillah. Shema chus Second bracha, we request that HaKadosh Baruch Hu convert or transform our tefillahs into korbanos, because after all, we no longer have korbanos. That section of Ritzei is laced with the word Ritzei, Ratzah. Ritzei Hashem Elokeinu Amcha Yisrael V'svilasam. It's laced with the word Hashemes HaVodah Lidvir Beisachav Yishei Yisrael V'svilasam B'Avah. References to Korbanos, references to Avodah. Avodah always means Avodah. It's based on Mikdash Ritzei, means L'Ratzel Lifnei Hashem. A oft-repeated word in Parshas Vayikra describing a successful Korban. All the themes and all the words of the Tefillah of Ritzei highlight the fact that this is a prayer, not just that Hashem should accept our Tefillah, but should accept it as a Korban. One day we hope, that we'll no longer have to recite the bracha of Ritzei. We'll just offer our tefillos in conjunction with real korbanos. So modeling tefillos upon korbanos reminds us that tefillos are a substitute for korbanos. And not just that functionally or legally they have to adhere to certain rules and guidelines of korbanos, but historically and, and existentially reminds us that tefillah is a secondary substitute for korbanos. So it's clear that Chazal intended to model tefillah upon karbanos so that karban would infuse our tefillah with two features, at least two features, that a model of avos would not supply. The first feature is the democratic influence of karbanos to democratize and universalize tefillah to every man. Second is to maintain that sense of mourning and yearning for Beis HaMikdash, which only Tzvila as a substitute for Karban can accentuate. Amir Tzashem, in the next year, we will hopefully describe the reason that the template of Avos was chosen. Why couldn't Tzvila's be modeled solely upon Karbanos? What aspects and what features of Tzvila do the, or does the model of Avos supply?